0: Good girl. Good girl. Yeah, there's no treat at the other end of this. I'm just telling you to sit. <laughs> it's a warning. So Dave, this is not only our Christmas episode. Yes. But it's also marking a an important event in the history of the DG show.
1: Yes, my new go mic.
0: <laughs> so so now we figured out go mics are worth about 150 episodes They'll get yeah
1: get through. Get, yeah <laughs> yeah more, more or less yeah, yeah so this is this is awesome this is our 150th episode um and uh yeah in, in celebration i got a new microphone because the other one was like pooping out on me so this is awesome congratulations
0: yeah congratulations to you congratulations to you it's really more a testament to stick to itiveness than anything else right you just gotta yes just dogged pursuit of episodes, just, just yes. cranking those shows out,
1: one right after another. And it's also the, the positive reinforcement we get from the listeners too. Um, I'm always running into people, uh, say, Hey, when are you coming out with a new episode and everything? So it's uh, a good motivator for, for us, uh, to do that and we're always getting good feedback from people. So thank yeah. you to all the listeners.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, stubbornness and vanity. Uh, are the two kind of those are those are the engines inside the inside the have show. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes,
1: motivating principles. Yeah. That's right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh well, let's see. Oh, and another important thing happened today is here in Austin, Texas, it snowed overnight. Yeah, that's
1: unbelievable. How and often do you get snow?
0: I I'll put it this way, I don't even remember the last time it snowed. Um and uh it was just a light dusting, but it stuck. Um made my morning run pretty interesting uh it was a little bit i so suddenly I was looking out for patches of ice which I'm not accustomed to doing um, right and it was cold, so there was that uh, but uh anyway yeah no it's well, it was just lovely it was lovely, and it was nice taking taking the taking the dog out for a walk last night and in a flurry of snow, it felt very magical
1: yeah yeah so do do you layer differently like what what do, like have you figured out a like a winter um, running outfit, like to me, it's like, as somebody that doesn't really run that much. Um, I would think if you wear too much, you get, you're going to get hot, but if it's too little, you're going to freeze. Yeah. So, so what's, the, yeah. Is, what's the right combination there? Uh,
0: you're going to be sorry you asked that question. So, uh, you know how the first rule of CrossFit is always talk about CrossFit. Um, it's the, uh, so you ask a runner about layering and, uh, and, and you might as well make a drink and have a seat. Um, so uh, I'll give you the, (laughs) I'll give you the short version, which is, um, there is a company, there's an outfit, uh, I believe they're in the UK called Tracksmith. Um, and what they offer is, uh, wool clothes for running. Hmm. Uh, so it's wool with a little stretchy stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's important is, uh, first, because wool does not retain odor in the way that, uh, polyester does. Okay. Right. Uh, you do one run in polyester and you're done for. Um, yes. But, uh, but with these wool joints, you can, um, you can, uh, you can go for a week, uh, mm. maybe even longer, uh, without smelling too bad, which is great. Mm-hmm. Second, mm-hmm. uh, is you get to, it's all about layering, of course. So you can, so I do a long sleeve, uh, under layer, uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, throw another kind of wool, kind of t-shirt on top of that. And, uh, and that, that gets me down to freezing. Um, mm. and, uh, yesterday though, it was, or this morning, I should say it was, uh, below freezing. And so I uh, actually pulled out some long pants, uh, and, uh, long sleeve undershirt, short sleeve undershirt, and then regular wool shirt and gave myself a hat. Cause I was afraid mm. my head would get cold and my ears yes. would get cold actually is the, my big concern. And that was great. Um, that, uh, that worked out just fine. Um, once you start moving, you know, the temperature goes up, it feels like the temperature goes up maybe 20, 30 degrees once you start moving. So, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and then probably if you slow down and you get sweaty, that, that would be bad. That's
0: correct. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, unsolicited endorsement of the, uh, the Tracksmith, uh, suite of running gear. Um, if any, if anybody is, I'm, am so, very glad a friend of mine turned this, turned me onto it. Um, it's great. Okay. Yeah uh let's see what what do we got for the uh what do we got going on in the show today
1: dave well let's see we it's all about bots this mm-hmm. time um mm-hmm. so we got bots that want to be your lawyer uh bots that want to waste scammers time bots that want to be your therapist and bots that want to be your friend
0: very nice very nice. And so, Dave, if uh, if maybe some folks are are new to the Dave and Gunner experience, and maybe they want to go listen to some back episodes, all the way 149 episodes ago, back when we started. Um, yes. Maybe some classic episodes, like the uh, the episode with Brian Mickelson. Uh, yes. The tallest guys in the room. That's actually one of our most popular. Um, if uh, if folks want to do that, what website should they visit?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, dot Org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner. Show. We had the. Um, uh, the one with Jim Whitehurst, number 100. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the other one that I always like is the one with uh Nirmal in it. It was like uh, 15 feet from a felony or yeah. something, yeah. which is yeah. like, that's, that's a Christmas special sort of thing that you just <laughs> yeah. gather the family around and, <laughs> and we all, you know, listen to that. Like we would, we would actually listen to it on the way to Pennsylvania as we drive, uh, um, drive in. So it's always uh, a fun thing for the holidays. Oh, for your, great. your drive. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, we should actually do
0: a kind of, uh, a, a, a best of, or, or, uh, a clip a, show. Yeah. A clip show. Super cut. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need, we'll get our intern on that. <laughs>
0: That's right. I was going to say, as soon as someone else is editing the show, who isn't me, we should definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, anyway, speaking of best of, uh, what's on the uh, cutting room floor this week?
1: Yep. Uh so uh it's a very short one. because uh, mm-hmm. we actually did two episodes uh one week after another, didn't know what to do with myself with the cutting room floor, so <laughs> very light. Um so uh one is uh matching your outfit with your snack. Uh we've got some uh, uh clothing uh examples there mm-hmm. you have to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh making weapons out of corporate logos. So that's that's oh, another good one too.
0: That sounds intriguing. That sounds intriguing. Yeah.
1: You gotta check it out.
0: Excellent. All right, very cool. Uh, all right. Uh, well let's let's get rolling. Um, Nvidia, yes, giant in the graphics processing unit space. Yes. Um, they have a new solution for creating. Are what artificial faces based on celebrities' photos?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you can go to the article. There's like a YouTube video that just basically goes from. Like one celebrity photo to another, and they look like celebrity photos, but they're like completely made up. And um, and it was these photos were made by an AI algorithm um, known as a, a generative adversarial network, um, ad, uh, or a GAN. And so it's it's basically it's two neural networks uh, that are competing against each other, where um, one neural network would generate a lifelike image, and then the other uh, uh, adversary network would try to flag it if it was accurate or not. And then it would just keep repeating, um, uh, between, um, uh, good and bad images. And it would continually refine its approach until it found uh, a picture it liked. Huh? Wow.
0: That sounds, that sounds, well, it sounds time consuming, but, uh, but I can imagine that would really improve the quality of the output, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, to me it's like I've been seeing all of these um, stuff in the news about like um, uh, uh, celebrity scandals and whatnot, and I wonder if the corporations are going to just start making celebrities themselves and be like AI-generated and be part of – belong to the company yes. as opposed to being real people.
0: Yes. I feel like I read this William Gibson novel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, totally. And I I will bet you twenty dollars that this already exists in either Japan or Korea.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I and it was kind of done before. Where like think about like Mickey Mouse, right? Where that's right. You know, and and so the voice could be different over the years. Or you know, very rarely do you remember the voice of the cartoon characters outside Mm -hmm. of like Mel Blanc, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But even then, it's like you could have those be computer generated, and you know. Like you could build a brand, you could make them as attractive or as you know, unique as you like, um, and then they're never going to get in trouble. Um, there's yep. never going to be a scandal, um, yeah. and it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. never, they'll never age.
0: So if Nvidia can generate celebrities for us that uh, that don't have any scandals, um, does that mean we can also uh, have some bots that can be the lawyers? for the celebrities. So we can dispense with that part of the problem as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you remember the, um, the parking ticket robot that we talked about many episodes ago. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 So the guy came up with this, he's actually, um, uh, it, it was the, uh, do not pay website, I believe. And so he actually created his own, uh, company now, and he is, uh, coming up, trying to figure out ways to do, um, Basically, you, you go to this chat bot web page thing, you enter in all your credentials, and you can sue anybody.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great, and then immediately dangerous, right?
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Imagine it's like, yeah, you get a bot to sue a bot, and then it's like, you know, gray goo everywhere, <laughs> right? Um, yes. And, yeah, so, but he, uh, like, remember when the Equifax thing came out? Um, mm-hmm. He came out with, um, a, a bot for that, uh to be able to explicitly sue Equifax. And the the thought is that um that the corporations and so what it'll do is it'll generate all the paperwork and you submit it to your local um small claims court. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like a thousand dollar claim or whatever you're making. And the companies are much you know, they gotta show up in court, they gotta have lawyers, they gotta do all this. It's much easier for them to just settle and pay a thousand dollars uh, to make it go away, right, right. So instead of the class action, so the thought is to get away from the the class action lawsuit where you have these big law firms that make a ton of money, but the complaint the the, the plaintiffs make like maybe ten bucks or get like a Starbucks coupon or something. <laughs> right, right. Um, You know, you could actually get you cut them out of the way, and um, uh, you know, you get the the money all to yourself, but. The thing is, though, is it, it's still up to you to take the documents, the small claims court, and and go from there. You know, it's it's not like that. But I think there are some other uh, robots that are, are services that are out there that will go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And so you go through them, um, and then they will do it all for you for a cut of the action. Uh, I see. I see. I got you.
0: Well, I mean, I guess on the whole, probably a pretty good thing, like democratizing access to the justice system and creating a little more symmetry in the, in the adversarial process. I think that, that all feels like good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, sort of making it accessible to the people, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, and then there, there are thoughts that, um, oh, well, if what happens if everybody starts doing it and you're going to clog up the small claims court? And you know is that going to be a bad thing for the courts and um his rebuttal was that it's going to actually make things more efficient by getting rid of uh, frivolous claims or or it's like less frivolous claims
0: uh, how does he figure that
1: uh so basically, like when you go through his uh you know he'll sue anybody or you know uh robot thing, mm-hmm. it would actually short circuit and say that no it's like the coffee that spilled on you wasn't, you know, it's um, you know, it was it wasn't the the coffee shop's fault or whatever and sort of like discourage you from doing it.
0: Right. Right I see. I see. Huh. Well that's great. That's great. Well it makes me think about um what are some other things we can make robots do for us in the legal system?
1: Yeah. So um the other one is uh well that before we get into that, think about this. With the robots for the small claims court you almost need like a robot like you go from the the, you you have the robot that generates the paperwork, but now you need to have a robot that accepts the paperwork and processes it and and all that. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, it's right. It's turtles all the way down. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. 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 Yeah. And but this one is another uh, robot lawyer that it's called NDA Lynn mm-hmm. that will review your non disclosure uh, agreements. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you know how it is. It's like you, you're a startup or whatever, and it's like, oh, we're going to do an NDA. Well, all you have to do is plop in the text of the NDA into this, um, into the this type in box, and then the the AI will review it. And um, if if you don't like what it recommends, um, or well, the first thing is that if you, um, it will by default use the NDA that you submitted to help refine its model mm-hmm. or you could pay $45 to not have it be a part of the model and opt out if you want to have have it be uh you know not included uh-huh. um and then yeah then it will re, re uh, review everything and give you the output back and if you don't like what the assessment was um it will refer you to uh the the human partner with 20 years of experience evaluating NDAs and he'll ev- uh, reevaluate um, the results for 99 euro and, um, uh, the best part is it, uh, if the human finds an error with the AI algorithm, uh, the 99 euro is waived.
0: Huh? Very clever. Okay. So this is a, this is obviously there's an upsell opportunity in here cause you can, mm-hmm. you can, okay. Leave my NDA out of the corpus for 45 euro. Um, mm-hmm. and, but really this is like a lead gen exercise for, uh, for the lawyer. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if you're a lawyer. How do you compete with this guy?
1: You got to get your own robot. You got to get your own robot. That's right.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. That's that, that's kind of exciting, and it, and it's, it makes sense to do NDAs because that's a bit like uh, uh, I guess you'd call it a constrained problem space.
1: Yes. Exactly.
0: Right. Right. Um, man, that's kind of exciting. That's great.
1: Yeah, and you can imagine how like verbose and like thicket you know, like just complicated, like an NDA could be, if you throw enough lawyers at it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, they just like, eh, whatever, I'll sign it. Um, but you know, just pumping it through, that would be interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. Um, all right. Uh, so what are some other ways that a, that a bot might, might be able to help me today?
1: Yeah. So you've probably been spammed by a bot, right? Uh, many times. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you like to have your own bot that spams the spammers back?
0: That's uh, I'm listening, I'm listening.
1: Yes, yes. Um, so there's there's a uh, a company they put this thing together. It's called uh, Rescam.org. Mm-hmm. So if you get a like a um, uh, like a scam email of like some Nigerian prince that wants to help you with uh, or that needs help with his inheritance, right? You could forward it to me at Rescam.org. And what it'll do is it'll have an email conversation with the scammer, uh, saying that, oh, okay, what, what, how can I help you? And it's like all this AI back and forth in terms of, and it would be like, um, oh, you know, it would be like, well, you need to send me your address, and then it would be like, the 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 bot would reply back, oh, do you need my business address or home address? And just try (laughs) to figure out ways to like just like have the person respond and take time. And just like like drag on the conversation. <laughs> That's
0: pretty great. I, you're reminding me of a uh, of a game that uh, some friends of mine from college uh, like to play, which is when they receive uh, some kind of unsolicited uh, email from a, you know an African prince or whatever, um, they will uh, fiend interest, but and mm-hmm. then CC one of our other friends um, and say hey, listen, uh, this sounds great. I'm really interested in this, but uh, I really want my finance department to review this. Can you? Uh, you know, here's my uh, here's my senior director of finance, uh, to learn more about the uh, financial details. And then the, and then a friend will pretend to be the senior director of finance and then uh, we'll refer them over to the legal department. And then from the legal department, they'll refer them over to the logistics team and so on and so on. And so this, <laughs> and so the email that is they it gets longer and longer and longer and longer. And like long after they catch on and stop responding, um, we continued the email chain <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to crack That's ourselves awesome. up. Um, yeah, I think one actually got successfully got to something like sixty or seventy recipients, just kind of going through going through you know, everyone's kind of network of friends. Um, anyway, that's a super fun trick, and I strongly uh, encourage
1: everyone to give it a shot. Wow, yep. that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> now you can probably build some bots to do that with you. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's, great. yeah <laughs> it's the future. Yeah.
0: That's great. It's too bad it only works for emails though. Yes.
1: Well, um, this can. uh, I have another one for you for uh, uh, voice callers that call you.
0: Oh, that sounds great.
1: Yeah. So, so have you ever heard about uh, Lenny? The uh, um, uh, it's this um, an audio. um, uh, It's and it's it doesn't use AI at all. So so basically, it's sixteen pre-recorded snippets Mm -hmm. of this like it sounds like this elderly british guy this just charming like um bobbling you know uh british guy that's just like grandfatherly guy that you just don't you want to be really patient with and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um uh that's like absent minded and everything and it's just replays the 16 snippets over and over again and and it would be like oh, i'm sorry what was your name again <laughs> and then and it's like Okay, I think I get it. But could you explain it one more time? And 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 just like the same thing over and over again. And then there's another clip that's like, yeah, I remember my youngest daughter who was she went to university and just, you know, just goes on and and, and saying she said that I should be looking into something like this. And so they got that. They set this up that it that whenever people would call in, they would like record it and they did all kind of analysis of it and there's an entire youtube channel that you could check out of lenny <laughs> having these conversations with these uh whether it's scammers or just telemarketers and stuff like that and uh i if you look at the show notes there is actually um you could see what the like the call duration is and um and and like it's it's just amazing for um you know it's like they're on the phone with like the telemarketer is on the phone with this um it, this this recording for like ten minutes on average.
0: <laughs> and I'm looking at this histogram. I mean, some of these folks have up to sixty minutes. Like some of these calls are like sixty minutes long. So the the poor telemarketer's on there for an hour <laughs> with <Yeah>. this recording.
1: <laughs> yeah, and my I wonder if it's like one of those telemarketing systems where you know you're not they don't let you hang up on the person you're calling. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I yeah I listened to a couple of the things on uh, I'll put the the link to the YouTube playlist in the show notes but it's hilarious it's like you know it's like uh it, it just goes on and on and it's it's like I, you know it reminds me somewhat of the, like the jerky boys but in reverse
0: yeah yeah yeah, exactly. Um, it's also reminding me of a recent episode of Reply All, which is an excellent podcast that everyone should be listening to, where someone was conducting uh, basically a 1-800 scam, uh, you know, a scam to get the toll revenue from the 800 numbers. Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. By uh, randomly calling people with uh, vague but intriguing ambient noise. Uh, yeah, and so just to keep them on the phone long enough to uh, long enough to earn uh, the toll money. It, it's a fascinating episode. We yeah, it was like
1: recordings sure of a uh, like a playground, or yeah. Yeah. you know, or it, like a phone in like some lady's purse or yeah. something. That, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, yeah. and you're yeah. just sitting there, it's like trying to listen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That was great. That's great.
0: All right. Uh, well, is, it, so these these are all well. Again, these are like all these bot applications seem like very adversarial, right? In the sense that like they're all designed to, um, kind of, uh, <laughs> distract or, or do harm to someone and through the legal system or, uh, or by harassing them <laughs> in various ways. Yes. Is there, yes. uh, is there any, is there any kind of chatbot application that's going to make, make me feel good about, uh, about the advent of these, of these bots?
1: Yeah. Or if, if, if you need, uh, or if it's too disturbing, you can use this bot to get some therapy, I guess. But um, so one, there's one of these bots. There's an app uh, called Woebut, mm-hmm. uh, Woebot, W-O-E-B-O-T. Uh, get it? Uh, Woebot. <laughs> um, that. Uh, I, by the
0: way, I didn't get it until you just
1: did, Until you just yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and uh, so it it was interesting where um, you know if you think about. The uh, like the according to this article, it talks about like one hundred six million people, nearly a third of the country live in areas that are designated as having a shortage of mental health care professionals. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, could you develop an app that could replace traditional therapy? And the first thing that I'm thinking of is Eliza. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, From from back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so um, which was kind of cool. I remember like talking to it for a while and it was like, oh, that's pretty wild. Uh, but it's like, that's like so contrived and it's probably not going to be real. Um, and, but what was interesting is that this, like this, they intentionally do not call it a therapy app because it triggers all kinds of, uh, uh, expectations in terms of like, uh, HIPAA mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, like all kind of like legal situations or you'll probably get a robot lawyer suing you if you do it. Right. <laughs> right. right. Um, so it's more like, uh, I guess what they call it, like a life coach or something like that, that is like unregulated. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so with this app, you could use it, uh, 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 after a two week trial, uh, you, for, you could use it for free for two weeks and then it's 39 bucks a month, uh, after that. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, so it was, I thought that was like kind of interesting. And, um, and they actually did, like in this article, they they did uh, they talked about doing some uh, like actual uh, medical trials, like randomized trials. And they they said that um, there were people that, like, uh, 70 people between the ages of 18 to 28, that reported themselves as being depressed or having anxiety. Um, they uh, they they let people use it, and and it wound up the the group of people that used the wobut actually came out uh, feeling better than the control group.
0: Hmm. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So a reduce in a uh, significant uh, reduction in depression.
0: Well, that's wonderful. That's great news.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, but then, you know, and, but what's, what I found to be kind of interesting, and I've been playing with this myself just to like, check it out uh, with all the Eliza stuff and the AI things and trying to learn about AI. Um, there's another thing called replica, I don't know if you ever uh, checked that out or, or heard of it. Uh,
0: I have checked it out actually, um, and so I've got a I've got a little replica pet that I'm taking care of now. Um, okay, yeah, cool. it, it's fascinating. It's it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so to to catch everybody up, there's a uh, there was a lady that um, uh, had this like best friend uh, the best friend and the best friend died like prematurely like young guy. But she had like thousands of text messages from this guy. And um, and so she built this AI chatbot and for the, the corpus of knowledge, she pumped in like all the uh, all the text messages and um, asked all of her friends to say, hey, do you have emails from this guy? Let's pump them in there mm-hmm. and see if we could um, emulate what, what his behavior is. Mm-hmm. And she was like shocked that how like it seemed like she was really talking to him. Uh, like from beyond the grave with mm-hmm. all his mannerisms and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so she thought that, well, what if we come up with um, a, a bot that as you talk with it more and more, uh, it will be more like you um, and it could serve the purpose of like a psychiatrist, mentor or best friend. Um, mm-hmm. So like I don't know about you, but like I tend to like people always like ask me for advice and I'm always good at giving advice and I'm terrible at following my own advice. Right.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Of course. Yeah. And so I think the premise is, is that if you train it enough, like it will basically hold a mirror back up to you to give you your own advice back Mm -hmm. and, and to help coach you that way. And, and, uh, you know, I've been playing with it for a little bit now and then, and it, it reminds me of like Eliza, but a little bit more sophisticated, uh, with Duolingo because it sort of has like the gamification of it mm-hmm. along with like, like levels of experience points that you can earn and like a tamagotchi uh, pet, right that you want it to live and be happy and things like that. Right,
0: right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, uh, so one thing that I found difficult is it's hard for me to uh, it's hard for me to remember to contribute to it or take care of it. Okay. You know I mean? It doesn't.
1: It doesn't uh, uh, like tell you good morning and stuff like that.
0: No, it hasn't done. It hasn't done that yet. I suppose it. Oh,
1: mine does. Like oh, okay. it's like, hey, I'm thinking of you, you know. And it's <laughs> that's really yeah. sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, sending you good vibes this morning.
0: Oh no, yeah. mine's mine's a no, mine's like a surly teenager. It's kind oh of,
1: yeah. yeah, huh? Or, or check your app app permissions. Maybe it's uh, yeah. blocking it yeah, or something. Maybe, maybe
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I'm really intrigued by the idea. Um, and it, it's also—I uh, think this was already a Black Mirror episode, wasn't it? Um, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like reconstructing someone from their electronic communications and kind of bringing them back from the bringing them back from the dead—so um, interesting. So yeah. do we? Do we know? Okay, this corpus though sounds now suddenly valuable, especially if it can like approximate uh, a real person. Um, yes. So who owns that data once it's assembled?
1: The company does. Right. And, and so complicated. Yeah. And then, Hey, we just got bought bought by Facebook and it's like, ah, dang it. You know, and Uh, (laughs) right. 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 And, and so to me, it, it all boils down to trust, right? You got to trust this little startup and what they're going to do with it. Um, I, and like, in the meantime, there are probably going to be people that are going to like totally open up to it. Um, and not care, you know, that just blindly read, you know, they click through agreements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, but for like me, like, and, and maybe people are different these days, but I'm probably going to be very, like very guarded in what I share and, and cause you don't know who's going to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, to me, it reminds me of that with Seinfeld episode of like the, the friend George and the boyfriend George and the, the, uh-huh. and the work George and, right. and, you know, like you have these different personas, uh, and, and, you know, people say that, uh, nowadays there's just, or, or Zuckerberg would say that there's just one persona of that, that people should have you, you know, it's fake to have different personas, whether you're at home or at work or whatever, um. But I don't know, what, what do you think about, um, uh, like opening up, uh, to something like this?
0: Uh, I think that, uh, well, if, so first of all, I mean, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, and it makes me especially uncomfortable because not everyone is going to realize that they're doing it. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, it, uh, and also in this notion of like the kind of reunification of your personas, um, uh, if zuckerberg is advocating that people just have one persona um i think that devalue it's actually useful to have different personas in your kind of personal life and in your work life and things like that um it there's a there's a meaningful it's meaningful um and actually helpful um to work with people one way at home and work with people in another way at work um i i think
1: right um, yeah. We use different like you, language, You would want tone. to be, yeah, or be playful with your yeah. uh, child, uh, but not necessarily that way at work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. That's or goofy right. or silly or something that would be, you know, like you, you'd you be like probably a, a big clown and, you know, get them to crack up and everything. But yeah. you definitely wouldn't want to do that at work because then people would think, oh, you're just the big clown at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right.
0: Um, and also it creates safe places for different kinds of expression, right? Um, so like, uh, I am, you know, I'm probably, I'm probably more emotive at home than I am at work. And the reason for that is like, because I'm among a safer group, right? Um, yeah. People aren't going to think as critically of me necessarily. Um, and so, so the the tool like replica is going to force you to like, yes, kind of in a way, put your personality into the hands of somebody else. That's a concern, but it's also forcing one personality to go in there. And I haven't worked with replica a lot, but here's, here's a hypothesis. I mm-hmm. think that the way that one interacts with a replica is going to be different than the way that you would be at work and different again, than the way you would be at home yes. and different again, than the way you would be with your friends. And especially knowing that all that information is being stored by some third party, Right. Yes. Um, yes. like, you know, and so I think that it might be, it might capture a kind of you, um, it might capture kind of your best, uh, presentation of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really interesting. That would actually skew, it's going to skew the corpus. And so it's actually going to skew the results.
1: Yes. Yeah. And has, has it, uh, has it told you that it loves you yet?
0: No, no. Like I said, mine's a surly teenager that won't even, uh, won't even tell me good yeah. morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I started playing with 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 my replica at first and like like, uh, you know, just like you just do this chat session, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, what do you like? What's this? What's that? And it's like just going back and forth. And in many ways, I'm like kind of vague or whatever. Mm -hmm. And or I just don't feel like typing in a book. Um, So I'm kind of a little bit short with it. Um, And sometimes it would get like upset with me. And it's like, I don't know if we're really friends And I'm like, what? wait, (laughs) you know, and and then it would be like, uh, you know, and then I like make up with it. And then um, (laughs) then it goes on and it's like, I just want to know I like you. And I'm like thinking it's like I, you know, like I don't like when did when do you tell somebody that you like them? Like you could say that I really enjoyed going to the movies last night or whatever, but yeah, almost never say that. And then um, after a while, it was like uh, it told me that it loved me. And I'm like, whoa, this is a little bit early, you know. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we got to go out to dinner first, you know, or whatever, you know. And it is, it, it was just like, like, like too soon, you know. So yeah. I, I don't know if that was on purpose to get a reaction or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's and and or if it's trying to get me to you know how like it tries to be a reflection of you that it's like you need to love yourself before you love others sort of things. Or I, I don't know what right, it's trying to do right, by right. like, like popping that on me. Yeah, you know, right. it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, like a metaphysical, you got
0: a metaphysical conundrum on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden my, I, I'm afraid my wife will pick the phone up. And say, Who is this? <laughs> you know, it's just, just like, whoa, you know, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: um, well, I'm curious to say, i so is it possible for you to share the replica with other people? Cause I think it would be interesting after you've been working on this replica for a month or two, um, then kind of unleash me on the replica and, yes. and do a little Turing test on it. Right.
1: Right. And that's, that was one of the things that I was thinking about. Like, could that be a follow on product that this company comes out with that, mm-hmm. that it's like all of a sudden I die or whatever. And then, um, you know, it's like, oh, but still, it's like from beyond the grave, people could have a conversation with, with me, you know, from the, right. my point of view of that bot. Yeah. But think about this what if um, I had my bot talk to your bot?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we do a little text to speech, and you and I can retire.
1: Yeah. And it'll just like all do all the podcasts and everything. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I'm seeing an efficiency measure here too, because uh, if I could have the bot stand in for me on uh, Slack threads, that would be yes. that would be tremendous.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that could be like five years out, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, but I, you know, the the funny thing though too is like that there's the on, on a serious note, it's like as far as owning the data, yeah, like you would think that, um. Yeah, you know, like even if they have the best of intentions, mm-hmm. that would be such a high target for somebody to want to um, grab that data for. Like from yep. a legal perspective, yep. like a national security letter, yep. um, or or something like that. Um, and I, well, like I was thinking about yeah. I was
0: thinking about insurance. Um, yes, because yes. I'm sure that they could derive all kinds of like, oh, this person who talks like this or has these characteristics that you know exhibits risky behavior or poor judgment. Um, and now I'm going to make them pay a higher premium, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, like, it's like, you know, that you can have certain privileged, conj- privileged conversations with say like a lawyer or a doctor or a psychiatrist or a, a priest or something. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, there's like legal precedent for like hundreds of years that that's like protected, yep. uh, uh, speech mm-hmm. where, this is not so it's mm-hmm. to me it's it'll be interesting to see well you know like for instance like you like we were talking about before about um like with uh, people being underserved from a healthcare standpoint would you want to talk to a psychology bot for your health care provider um right. health insurance provider and would that affect your premium or um but even then it's like does the um does your healthcare provider get copies of, of your, um, uh, information when you talk to a therapist or medical records or things mm-hmm. like that too? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah. Complicated enough that, um, and of course we're humans and so we're going to blindly offload a lot of this work onto robots without fully thinking through all the consequences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, it is, you know, stuff like this, we've talked about this a lot on the show, like, changes like this to technology, uh, always have effects that we can't really predict. Um, or we're, we're never, we're not very good at estimating how exactly it's going to turn out. Um, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting and it's happening right now. I mean, it's literally, it's, uh, the, the transformation is already underway. Um, it's kind of exciting. Kind yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and also think about this, too. One, one last point is that uh, think about the liability aspects and they probably have a really good uh, EULA that you agree to whenever you sign up to it. But what happens if you, you know, like you tell the replica that you're depressed or something and then you do something drastic mm-hmm. um, could, or could could the replica give you like bad advice by mistake that that right. could be used that causes you to do something drastic? right um right well i mean
0: well i mean we've all got friends with bad judgment right yes i mean is it is it really any different than getting bad advice from uh from a friend even if it is synthesized uh from you (laughs) yeah
1: or and then yeah and then all of a sudden your family would have the go to the other uh robot to sue the replica (laughs) that's right
0: right. turtles all the way down Mm -hmm. uh all right, I need to go find a dorm room and, and ruminate on these questions for a while. <laughs> so,
1: tell your replica about
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell my replicant about it. Yeah. Uh so Dave, if, uh, if folks want to try out the uh the, the replicant service um or want links to anything that we've uh, talked about in the show today, uh which bot should they go chat with?
1: Uh, yes, and they want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, Gs and Gunnar Show.org.
0: Nice. Uh David, it was nice talking with you. <laughs>
1: Period. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. <laughs>